and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, November the 2nd, uh, All Souls Day. Meanwhile, the World Series concluded last night. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in this segment. Also, college football, a big weekend for the Tigers, uh, Cajuns, Green Wave, uh, some of our state schools. Meanwhile, uh, elsewhere, the Saints, uh, Mickey Loomis uh, kind of comes out and talks about the Saints' uh, opportunities, uh, saying they would be uh, buyers, not necessarily sellers uh, during the uh, 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 trade period. Uh, also, we'll have on a couple uh, high school football coaches this morning. Uh, one at seven thirty, Coach Josh Learman with the Yellow Jackets, and a little after eight, uh, Carol Olivier with uh, the Acadiana Christian Lions. Meanwhile, uh, last night I, I, I tuned into some of the Pelicans game last night. I turned it on, and they're down by twenty-two. Amazing! Uh, and they come back, believe it or not, folks, to win that game last night over in Oklahoma City against the Thunder. Uh, meanwhile. Well, as always, we'll have our day in uh, sports history, but also a Louisiana high school football coach. Uh, they presumably uh, had a national record uh, set last Friday night, uh, a little uh, not quite a week ago. And uh, when they checked into the records, uh, oops, we made a mistake. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But meanwhile, uh, the Texas Rangers last night. Uh, against the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, a pretty good game uh, through uh, uh, right at about uh, seven innings uh, when the pitcher for uh, um, the Diamondbacks was throwing a no-no uh, through six innings. Uh, and with that, the Diamondbacks uh, give up a run as the Rangers scratch a run in the uh, top of the seventh, uh, and they head into the ninth inning with a one nothing lead, and then the Rangers broke it open uh, with that as they score four runs in the top of the ninth to, to defeat the Diamondbacks by a score of five to nothing uh, with that. And uh, amazingly, uh, the Rangers... Uh, through this uh, playoff period, did not lose a road game. They yeah, were 11 al- straight. That's right, eleven and zero as they uh, take down the Diamondbacks. Uh, of course, the Rangers heavily, heavily well, purchased. Uh, their payroll got really large as they purchased. Finally uh, paid off. It did. It did. If that's what it's got to take, uh, of course. Hopefully, they won't be like the uh, Florida Marlins and uh, cash out uh, basically uh, sell their team. Team. Of course, the Marlins uh, did that in 98 and then came back and won it again in 03, but haven't been there ever since. But meanwhile, I think a lot of teams would, or a lot of fans would say, give me a World Series every six years, and if you stink in between, I, I maybe can live with that. I, I don't know. I, I'd like to compete. Yeah, I know what you're saying, and uh, it is true. And uh, in the meanwhile, Corey Sager uh, was the, chosen as the most valuable player in the World Series and uh, kind of set a precedent, too. Uh, won one with the Dodgers uh, three years ago as uh, Dodgers won a World Series in a COVID year. But uh, Corey Sager wins his second uh, World Series MVP award. And uh, in regular season version, the Corey Sager is firmly established one of the game's best players. And the playoff version is fast becoming uh, a postseason ledger. And, of course, the Rangers shortstop was named the World Series MVP for the second time in his career. Pretty good uh, company, too, uh, being uh, named the World Series uh, uh, MVP. Uh, you know, when you're talking about players like Bob Gibson and Sandy Koufax uh, winning two World Series MVPs, it's a pretty good company. And uh, Sager, of course, uh, uh, 
moved on. He says it's incredible. Uh, it's also, uh, uh, I think, I don't think I'd ever fathom that. He said it's a pretty special group to be a part of with his teammates. The Fall Classic course is another item on uh, Sager's burgeoning postseason resume. He also, as we mentioned, the MVP in the 2020 uh, National League Championship Series, has an 858 career playoff ops and uh, 19 home runs, 48 RBIs, and 78 games. Of course, he has uh, six home runs and 18 World Series games, twice as many as uh, any other shortstop in uh, in uh, league play with that. But uh, the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, who would have thought they'd have been there uh, earlier in the year uh, as they had to get past uh, some pretty good teams, too, uh, as uh, you had three teams in the major league win 100 games this past season in the Braves, also the Dodgers, along with the uh, Orioles, and all three of them. Did, uh, well, the Braves did come out of the uh, division series, but the others were defeated uh, with that. But in the meantime, uh, Road Warriors, the Texas Rangers, uh, um, I don't know when the parade will be in uh, Dallas uh, or in Arlington. Maybe. I know it's set. I didn't bother uh, looking at the details since I know I'm not going to be there, but, <laughs> but or, nor any of our listeners for that matter. But those things have been set. And another uh, neat stat out of last night, uh, Will Smith, pitcher for the Rangers, Third World Series victory in three years with three different teams. <laughs> that, they, I'd say that was uh, pretty uh, unique uh, in that regard. So I, I don't uh, know how much of it was his decision to go to these three different teams, but kudos to him for uh, figuring that out. Yeah, you're right about that. So, uh, of course, uh, the with, with the uh, Rangers this year, last year, uh, uh, I'm, man, I'm stumped. Last year, the Astro was it the Astros, Astros last, last year. year, and then in 2021, it was the uh, the Braves. Yes, uh, the Braves. So uh, pretty unique. I've seen ball players play on two different teams to win World Series, but can't ever record three. Pretty, yeah. uh, pretty amazing. I know too. in 2015, 2016, Ben Zobrist won one with the Royals. Comes to the Cubs the next year, and and it was on this day in 2016 that the Cubs. Won a World Series, and Zobris, the MVP of that series, but he won back-to-back series with two different teams. Yes. Uh, with that, also, Bruce Bochy becomes a— him? Yeah, uh, wins four World Series games, three with the Giants in 10, 12, and 14, and then uh, last night with the Rangers, and uh, they got him out of retirement, and he uh, wins his fourth World Series. Uh, he joins managers like John McGraw and Casey Stingle and Walter Alston with the Dodgers back in the day, so— uh, Pretty elite company to oh, uh, no doubt. to win four World Series. Of course, two with two different teams. Uh, Stingle did it with uh, the Yankees. Walter Alston with the Dodgers, and uh, with that, but uh, pretty elite company in that regard. Last night, college football. And, and, and Go ahead. Before we move on from baseball, though, Bruce Bochy, and you talk about whether or not uh, there there would be some sort of uh, fire sale uh, with the the Rangers now, uh, like the Marlins did. A lot of that would depend on Bruce Bochy and uh, his uh, decision to stick around. And, you know, one of their best pitchers, DeGrom, did pitch, uh, no. you know, after they acquired him during the course of the year. And, uh, Scherzer didn't pitch much. That's right. And, uh, of course, Scherzer's up in age. He's got to be in his late 30s. Uh, DeGrom, I don't think he's quite that old, maybe early 30s, but uh, pitched with the Mets for a few years. And, uh We'll see what the Rangers look like. Uh, of course, they tout the Braves as the preseason favorites for the World Series. Already. Next year. Yeah, that's right. 
Meanwhile, college football last night, a couple uh, games uh, maybe of none of interest, but Bowling Green downs Ball State 24-21. Akron comes back to score 21 points in the fourth period to beat Kent State 31-27. to On the tube tonight, a uh, couple of... Uh, uh, P5 games uh, as TCU uh, played for the national championship last year. They're 4-4 four and four this year. They head to uh, Lubbock to take on Texas Tech in uh, a Big 12 uh, match. Uh, uh, TCU, uh, excuse me, Texas Tech, a three-point pick in that game. That'll be on uh, at 6 tonight on uh, Fox Sports 1. Meanwhile, the other game, Wake Forest uh, and Duke. Duke started out with a house of fire when they downed Clemson uh, early uh, opening uh, weekend. Uh, well, they're five and three now. Wake Forest comes in four and four. That's going to be on ESPN in Durham. Uh, Duke a twelve and a half point pick in that game. So uh, with that, elsewhere uh, in the college football world, of course, I don't have to remind uh, Tiger fans of the big game this weekend over in uh, Tuscaloosa as the LSU Tigers take on. Uh, Alabama, a lot of plaudits think this game uh, could settle the SEC West. Of course, Ole Miss only has one loss, but I do believe they still have to play Tennessee and also uh, Georgia uh, in the meantime. So uh, we'll see what takes place. Tigers are or a three-point dog in that game, pretty much as the the betting odds have stayed close to that. But the over and under in that game, I think it's in the six, low 60s. As uh, we'll see if Alabama, LSU can score, no doubt about it. Uh, the big question, can uh, Alabama score with them? That's going to be the uh, matchup. And, of course, um, as I mentioned, a strange time as they are going to kick it off at uh, 645. LSU, uh, the number one scoring team in the country, averaging 47, almost a half points a game. Meanwhile, Alabama uh, at 51st in the country, scoring around uh, not quite 31 points a game. So uh, defensively, uh, LSU gives up 26 and a half points a game. Meanwhile, Alabama only 16 and a half points a game. So uh, we'll see what uh, Nick Saban has in store uh, in that uh, with Coach uh, Kelly. So um, should be an interesting contest, 645. That game's going to be on CBS uh, affiliate uh, here in this area. So uh, with that, so big games. Meanwhile, the Cajuns, they're going to journey up to uh, Arkansas to take on Arkansas State. Uh, Cajuns, uh, I want to say a 10-point pick in that game or 12-point pick, I think I remember seeing up in uh, Jonesboro where they take on Arkansas State. Uh, I believe Arkansas State uh, uh, is the Red Wolves, I believe. Uh, They used to be the Indians, of course, with the – uh, preferred uh, the uh, name change. They had to hold on to red, didn't they? <laughs> they sure did. Anyway, with that, uh, elsewhere around the state, uh, Tulane, number 21st ranked team in the country, journeys uh, out uh, on the East Coast to take on East Carolina. They're a prohibitive favorite in that game around 17. That can be seen uh, at 2.30 on ESPNU. Uh, the Green Wave, 17-point picks in that game. Uh, uh Pretty well, uh, uh, but Carolina one in seven on the year uh, plays pretty good defense, but uh, has no offense which to speak of in, in that matchup. Uh, so uh, college football, of course, other big games around the country too uh, in college football this weekend. Uh, just picking out uh, some of the uh, top twenty-five games uh, in that. Where we have a few moments to speak about it, but we have our first coach on at the seven thirty uh, segment. Uh, Notre Dame at Clemson should be an interesting contest. Boy, the, the 
the Clemson faithful all over Debo Sweeney uh, with that, and he's hollering back at him. Of course, Notre Dame, 15th in the country, comes in at 7-2. and two. Clemson's 4-4. Four and four. Meanwhile, Ohio State, uh, uh, number one ranked in the college football playoff poll. They go to Rutgers. Uh, they're 18-and-a-half-point uh, picks in that ball game. Texas A&M at Mississippi should be an interesting contest. Ole Miss in Oxford, they're a three-point pick. Number 23, Kansas State's at Texas. Texas, a four-point pick in that game. Uh, with that, also uh, elsewhere, Utah, who was defeated last week, take on Arizona State in Utah. They're an 11-point pick. Um, elsewhere, Penn State at Maryland. Uh, Penn State an eight-point pick after a, a big loss to Ohio State uh, a couple weeks ago. Meanwhile, Florida State's at Pittsburgh. They're a they're a 21-and-a-half-point pick. Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, two top 25-ranked teams. Oklahoma uh, is a six-point pick in that game after their loss last week. Meanwhile, um, Missouri's at Georgia. Georgia's a 15-and-a-half-point pick, and that game should pretty much decide the uh, SEC East. Elsewhere, Louisville uh, will host uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, they're a nine-and-a-half-point pick in that game. Oregon Takes on California, of course. California with a big win uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, California is a 24-and-a-half-point uh, dog in that game. Number 21, Kansas at Iowa State. Michigan takes on Purdue. They're a 33-point pick in that game. And still the talk about Michigan stealing signs, sending uh, people to games to pick that up. We'll see how that turns out. Meanwhile, uh, Coach Prime takes on Oregon State over in Boulder. Oregon State comes in uh, a 13-and-a-half-point pick in that game, so uh, should be pretty interesting. And finally, uh, the top 25-ranked teams, UCLA at 19, goes to Arizona to take on the Wildcats. UCLA a three-point pick in that game. So uh, with that, uh, college football is here, uh, and uh, we're going to take our first break. You listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. FM 107.5 and AM 12.40. We'll be back with uh, Coach Josh Lim of the Yellow Jackets right after this. Athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Why are interscholastic sports called the last classroom of the day? Because they teach students important life lessons like teamwork, accountability, and perseverance. School sports are so much more than a game. 
They're about developing the whole person. That's why they're an essential part of every student's education. Encourage your student to participate in the last classroom of the day. Interscholastic Sports in Louisiana. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, November the 2nd. And on the line with us, uh, head football coach of the nearby high school, Yellow Jackets, uh, Josh Lehrman. Good morning, coach, and as always, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, coach, uh, of course, man, 10 weeks goes by pretty quick. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, Coach, uh, your last ball game here of the year as y'all journeyed to Lafayette to take on the Mighty Lions, and, uh, which should be an interesting game too, Coach. Yeah, uh, Lafayette is, you know, again, they're kind of in the same situation we are, you know, trying to build uh, to build something. But, uh, you know, they got some really good athletes, and Coach Kramer does a good job with those kids. And, uh, Coach, of course, that game in Lafayette but will not be played at Lafayette High, if uh, my memory serves me correctly. Where y'all be uh, kicking it off uh, Friday night? Or oh, is it tonight? So we play, yeah, we play tonight at uh, LCA. Okay. And uh, LCA, of course, uh, located – Right on the other side, north of uh, I-10, is that correct? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Yeah, not too far off University, I believe. Yes, yes. I think you have to take the service road to uh, get there, of course. Uh, but uh, what would uh, the Mighty Lions, what uh, the fans attending the game, what to look for offensively and defensively? Uh, again, offensively, they got some. Uh, they got some weapons. Their 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 quarterbacks, big, tall. Uh, athletic, athletic kid, a basketball kid. So I, I know him from basketball, also. But uh, you know, they they throw it around quite a bit. So uh, you know, try and get their athletes in space. So you know, we'll we'll have our hands cut out uh, stopping them. And then you know, defensively, they run to the ball the ball pretty well. Yeah. Well, coach, uh, throughout the course of the year, later on, you've uh, done a pretty good job of putting points on the board. Uh, the deficiency is just trying to keep the opponent uh, from scoring less than you. And uh, with that. Uh, uh, how's your team faring right now with uh, the last game of the year here? And uh, what uh, you anticipate? Um, and of course, this will be how many seniors on this team this year that uh, playing the last game for the Yellow Jackets? Yeah, you know, uh, you know, when when you're uh, when you're rebuilding something, it comes with some bumps in the road, you know, and you, and you have to play some young kids. You know, we're playing a lot of young kids on defense who, uh, you know, are learning learning how fast five uh, A football really is. Uh, so. You know, our seniors have done a great job of leading them. You know, we only have 14 seniors, so it's a fairly small senior class for a 5A high school. But uh, they've done a great job. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of them. You know, the record isn't what we would like to be, but it's, you know, it's bigger than, than wins and losses. You know, since Saturday when we talked, uh, any uh, additional takeaways from uh, the film from Sulphur on Friday night, this past Friday night? Uh, no, not really. You know, we did a lot of things just to just to hurt hurt ourselves. You know, we uh, uh, you know, we have a fake punt. You know that that you know it's really a fourteen point swing because we fake it and run it down to about the ten yard. Allen runs it down to about the ten yard line, and we end up getting a holding call. End up punting uh, instead, and they end up scoring on that drive. So that's a, a what could have been a fourteen to nothing game. Now now it's seven to seven. You know, just just little mistakes like that that uh. That, that really hurt us. And a credit to Sulphur, you know, they capitalized on them. There you go. So, again, uh, tonight at LCA, uh, again, 7 o'clock kick. Uh, but before I let you go, you, you referenced basketball. How's uh, Chad's squad looking? And I know you sit on the bench with Chad as well. 
Oh uh, yeah, you know it's going to be another another fun year. I think you know we got you know one of the best players in the state coming back in uh, in Wayne. Uh, so you know it, it, it'll be fun. You know we're gonna we're gonna coach as hard as we can tonight uh, in this last football game, and then you know coach and then Chad and I will have basketball practice Friday, and then play in the Hall of Fame game on Saturday. So what, what's the Hall of Fame game? Uh, it's a it's basically a. Like kind of like a, a jam breed that the LHSAL lets you play, and it's going to be at Southside at seven o'clock against the LCA Saturday. Real good. I would imagine there's several games on the slate there. Then, yeah, I think Coach Russ has all together. I think it's like ten games between both his gym. Okay, real good. And I I can't let you go without uh, giving you a chance to brag on your Texas Rangers. Yeah, I, I was pretty. I didn't sleep too much last night. I. Uh, when we, my wife actually put the phone on me because I'm pretty animated when I watch the Rangers. And uh, when we got the last strikeout, I, I woke up our entire house—the six-year-old, five-year-old, and nine-month-old. And she wasn't too happy about that. I said, "But oh well, it's never happened." So <laughs> they they got to jump around with me for a little while. Yeah, I, I can't say enough uh, to you know to get Bruce Bochy out of retirement and uh, the way he was able to you know get those cats all in line. A uh, pretty spectacular season for the Rangers. Yeah, it was very exciting. Oh, there you go. Well, Coach, I know you got a uh, big game to prepare for uh, and get uh, your own cats in line for a game tonight against uh, a different set of cats. But anyway, best of luck tonight, and um, we still hope to talk to you Saturday morning uh, on the outcome of it. Oh, yes, sir. Sounds good. Thank you all for having me. Uh, welcome. Good luck to you, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Josh Learman joining us. And I was uh, made aware that he was uh, a Texas Ranger fan, and uh, Coach Rick Hudson, who worked with Josh for many years at Nisha after the Astros took that three games to two lead in the American League Championship Series, uh, Coach uh, Hudson was kind of bragging. He's an Astro fan and uh, found out that Josh uh, had actually worked uh, for the Rangers back when he was in college, I think. Uh, but, yeah, uh, happy uh, for him. Yeah, Road Warriors, the uh, Texas Rangers. And uh, when you look at it, what they've done, uh, getting Bochy out of uh, retirement, getting becoming coach, uh, picked up uh, DeGrom and then Scherzer. I mean, two uh, lights-out pitchers, and uh, DeGrom goes down. Uh, Scherzer has issues, and uh, their bats, I mean, their bats came to life. Simeon and uh, uh, Corey Sager. Just uh, lights out for those fellas. And, uh, and Garcia throughout the postseason. And, and he goes down. Yeah, he misses the last two games, but certainly helped get him there. Uh, I mean, the, the heroics between Garcia and Seeger in uh, game one, uh, the come-from-behind victory. Who knows, that uh, series could have changed on a dime, especially the way the Diamondbacks uh, look you know, strong on Saturday night, uh, nine to one, I think the final was. But was. yeah, you know, I, I mentioned to uh, Cody uh, down at the QT uh, last night. Uh, I said, you know, they they scored ten runs one night, uh, and then uh, who knows what you're going to get the next day. And sure enough, you know, they were no hit into the seventh inning, and only had the one run heading into the ninth, and then put up that four spot that pretty much put the game away. But uh, you never know day to day. And oh, you're right. So again. Kudos and uh, congrats, and uh, we'll let the uh, offseason play out. Yep. Anyway, of uh, course, high school football, of course, the Yellow Jackets tonight. Journey to Lafayette, take on the Mighty Lions, who are 3-6 and six on the year. Elsewhere, some other big games uh, Thursday night. Barb goes to Acadiana. Barb 6-3 and three against Acadiana, 7-2. Sulphur 3-6 and six, goes to Como. Uh, 
who's on the snide there, 0 and 9. Uh, elsewhere tonight, uh, I, I, Iowa at Cecilia, who's 8 and 1. Notre Dame at 6 and 3. Journeys to Welsh, who's 7 and 2. Sacred Heart, 2 and 7 at North Central, 1 and 8 uh, uh, for the Thursday night uh, headings of teams in this area. Meanwhile, Friday night games, uh, the big game here in town, Westgate uh, will journey to Northside to uh, take on the Vikings. Uh, uh, the Vikings are 3 and 6 on the year. Meanwhile, other games, uh, Delcom uh, will entertain Lorville, who comes in at 6-3. and three. Delcom looking to get that first win of the year in the last weekend of high school football. Meanwhile, uh, Catholic High uh, with another game. They are going to journey to Baldwin to take on uh, West St. Mary, who's 1-8 on the year. The Panthers are 7-2. and two. Uh, Elsewhere, some other interesting games. Donaldsonville will be at uh, Erath, 3-5. and five. Donaldsonville at Erath uh, at 1-8 and eight, uh, this year. Didn't think uh, their record was that poor. Meanwhile, other games in the area to keep an eye on uh, with Ascension at 6-3 and three at Franklin, 4-6. and six. Should be an interesting matchup. Franklin's got some talented kids in the meantime. Of course, uh, Jennerette will journey to uh, St. John's in Plaquemine, the city, not the parish. And uh, Jennerette 7-2 and two on the year, looking for that eighth win. And uh, for playoff-bound uh, Jennerette. Meanwhile, uh, other games, Hanson's at Vermilion Catholic. Uh, Hanson at 7-2, Vermilion Catholic, the number one rated team in all of Class A at 9-0. and uh, Other games of interest in the area, surprisingly, Garen Crow at 8-1. and They're going to go to New Orleans to take on Shaw. Uh, Archbishop Shaw, who comes in at 7-2. and two. Uh, Elsewhere, Kaplan is at Erath, Southside at Sam Houston. Uh, other games of interest in the area for us. Uh, meanwhile, um, Livonia, 2-7, and seven, will be at Brobridge, who's 4-5. and five. Opelousas travels to Beauchene at 7-2, Beauchene 1-8. So some of the high school games of interest in the area. So uh, we'll have some scores. Also, the big one in Lafayette, uh, St. Thomas Morton. 9 and 0 takes on uh Lafayette Christian Academy at 8-1. Of course, uh, Lafayette Christian, LCA, their only loss of the year, came to Ruston earlier in the year. And Ruston's, uh, I think, undefeated this year and one of the top 5A teams in the state of Louisiana. And I believe uh, lost to Destrahan last year in the state championship game in 5A. So, uh, meanwhile, we'll keep an eye on that. Elsewhere, just uh, quickly, uh, you know, uh, if you follow high school football at all, you know that uh, John Curtis – out of New Orleans, or better yet, Harahan. It's one of the top programs, not only in the state of Louisiana, but in the country. Anyway, John Curtis, uh, Christian supporters, uh, celebrated uh, that win last week. The next win, uh, he's going to go to 622 in his career. That's 622 victories, and by most uh, records, that's a high school uh Federation High School Association record, and according to the National Football High School Assistant Communications Director Chris Boone, the organization recognized J.T. Curtis having as only 585 wins when the season began. And uh, with the six wins this season, they put him at 591. And according to an updated numbers provided this week by the Louisiana High School Athletic Association, that 591 win total leave him 30 shy of the national record of 621 held by the late John uh, McKissick of Somerville, South Carolina High School. And, uh, of course, Curtis, uh, the discrepancy stems from the Louisiana High School player eligibility ruling in 2016 that turned over more than 20 victories 
in the 13 to 15 seasons into forfeit losses, and that span included a state championship won in 2013. Curtis, uh, the school sued uh, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association in 2017 to have the 20 wins reinstated to its record, and the case was ultimately dismissed in 2022 following a series of appeals and includes one attempt to have the case heard by the Louisiana Supreme Court. The ruling stemmed from a case involving a former uh, offensive lineman, Willie Allen, who lived with Curtis assistant coach Jerry Godfrey during Allen's sophomore, junior, and senior seasons while a student at Curtis. Because of the transportation issues, the school won 28 games during those three seasons. The Louisiana High School Athletic Association's communications director said the original sanctions, a form of uh, 30 games to be forfeited, which was the number given to the National Federation of High School Associations. And until this week, the Louisiana High School Athletic Association did not make publicly clear how many games the organization required John Curtis, the school, to have forfeited for its record. In a statement issued Tuesday, the Louisiana High School uh, Athletic Association said the correct win-loss total for J.T. Curtis should be 591, 109, and 6, with the 30 forfeited games being listed as losses. Uh, They asked the coach of J.T. Curtis, uh, he said, I don't know how to respond. I'd rather not comment about it until after the season's over, and I'll find it to be disingenuous at this point. Uh, My focus is on what I have to do this week to get ready for a game. And that's where my concentration will be. I hope it will continue this week. Of course, the National uh, Foundation of High School Sports, widely thought of as a keeper of national high school records, the organization kept a record book based on the submissions from the individual schools that are then verified by the State High School Athletic Association. And according to uh, one uh, LHSAA uh, official, the National Federation, to remove more than two dozen wins from the win total of J.T. Curtis uh, when the school celebrated 600 coaching win for Curtis after a win against Shaw with commemorative T-shirts, balloons, confetti, and field following a 37-16 uh, victory. But uh, anyway, going to be interesting, Jeff, to see what takes place in that. Of course, uh, Coach J.T. Curtis uh, has been coaching at uh, John Curtis High School since, I want to say, 1970-69, where his father founded the school yeah. back in the late 60s. And uh, and uh, he's been the head football coach. Didn't win their first championship, I think, until 76, 77. But in the meantime, a play-up school. They should be, I think, either a double or a triple-A school with their enrollment. But they're playing in uh, five and four-A over the last probably 15 to 20 years. So uh, do, do they play up in division playoff? Uh, yes, they do. But some other minor sports – they play in uh, in I think mm. either double or in the select uh, in uh, Division two or three I do believe so uh, interesting though uh, what has taken place I think there's student enrollment somewhere in the three hundreds uh, in that regard so uh, but anyway uh, some controversy about his win total having to forfeit those wins with the uh, player found uh, should have been eligible Willie Allen who ended up playing at LSU uh, back in the day uh, don't know. Uh, 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 um, the reasoning, but uh, they just made their ruling, and uh, he's short 30 wins right now, not uh, not the uh, win-going record for this weekend. I think he plays uh, Carr this weekend, probably the one of the top teams in New Orleans, and uh, whether it be select or non-select. 
Anyway, uh, pretty much uh, high school football, Jeff. Don't know if uh, we're ready to move on to the next segment, take our next break. What with that? I know you were inquiring earlier about Catholic High Volleyball. Yes. They did win. They swept their uh, match against Frederick Douglass. They're the four seed, beat the 29 seed. They advance now to host number 13 Westlake, who also swept their opening round match against Pearl River. So that uh, schedule for 5 o'clock tomorrow evening. Okay, and of course uh, the football team will be playing. They won't be able to see that. They'll be involved in taking on West St. Mary. And Delcom, they um, they had to travel to Calvary Baptist yesterday. Uh, they uh, were swept uh, three games uh, to nothing in their opening round match as well. Yeah. And I think Highland Baptist getting set to Take on Metairie Park Country Day today, uh, I think Coach Hudson said yes, today. Yes, he did. That he did. Anyway, in the meantime, time to take our next break here on Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, November the 2nd. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Athletic Field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Lander and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good paying jobs that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hi, this is Boxcar Badgerow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Road, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 AM 1240. And uh, last night, as we mentioned, the World Series game, college football, a couple of college football games and on, but uh, bouncing back and forth with the TV and uh, uh just uh, initially forgot about the Pelicans playing up in Oklahoma City last night and tuned in, and they were only down by 22 when I tuned in. They just I think at one time they were one for 12, one for 15 from the three-point line, and uh, with that I said, well, uh, the Pelicans are uh, road warriors. Uh, we'll see. And uh, later on I flashed back uh, somewhere midway late in the um, 
third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter, and they're up by like seven or eight. And I'm going, what's going on? Of course, they uh, were down by nine points, eight or nine points at halftime. They come back to outscore the Thunder, uh, 35 to 26 in the third and 32-29. They go on to a 110 to 106 win. C.J. McCollum with 29 points. He's 10 out of 17 from uh, the field. I really thought, I watched to the end of the game, and I really felt the Pelicans were going to go down. They were like 0 for 5 from the free throw line in the last waning moments of the game, but uh, end up making a few good defensive plays to end up winning the game by uh, by the four points, and uh, they go on uh, to do that. Uh, meanwhile, their play again tonight, they, they're going to be back in New Orleans tonight. They'll take on uh, the Pistons, the Detroit Pistons, who are 2-3, and three, of course, uh, New Orleans, uh, a seven and a half point choice in that game tonight, uh, of course, can be seen uh, on. Uh, it's not the. Is it still Bally? I believe in New Orleans it still is. Okay, uh, with that, uh, of course, they've had their issues uh, uh, nationwide. But uh, anyway, uh, the Pelicans playing pretty well. Meanwhile, uh, also, uh, you know, they were talking to Mickey Loomis. Uh, there might have been talk that the Saints, you know, with the quarterbacks going down, they've got what four teams now. You go running with backup quarterbacks. That includes the Bears, who come to New Orleans uh, this weekend as. Uh, uh, Justin Fields still with that, uh, I don't know if it's a sprained or is it a broken thumb? Uh, Got to think it's sprained. Otherwise, they would have put him on IR. Yeah, and uh, with that, so, uh, and other uh, quarterbacks around the league uh, as teams are making changes. And uh, basically, Loomis said the Saints were inclined to be buyers, not sellers in the NFL trade deadline. Of course, the line's up with what we're hearing with national outlets, too. The Saints manager. Well, we didn't see anything, right? That's right. That's right. Said Tuesday evening that he and the team were inclined to be buyers, not sellers. And at the trade deadline, he uh, also he said, we talked to a couple teams of things more in the acquisition area as opposed to trading somebody. Uh, but we really didn't think about uh, trading anyone from our team. We just did talk to a couple teams about an acquisition. But I wouldn't say we ever got serious. Of course, one player the Saints reportedly looked into acquiring was the Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver Hunter Renfro, a favorite target of Derek Carr from mm. the past experience. And uh, But trade talks were scuttled in the hours leading up to the deadline, even though uh, teams struggled to work out the financial aspect. Anyway, the Raiders are uh, firing anyone from the authority to take Lewis's phone call, including general manager Ziegler, as they were let go. Uh, what was that, Tuesday morning? They cleaned house uh, with the Raiders. Uh, anyway, Loomis added that these negotiations are often complicated with both team salary cap situations as well as free agency outlook in the next offseason, not to mention their forecast through the rest of the current season. It's simple as calling another team and offering a pick for a player before confirming a deal with the league's office in New York. So uh, with that, of course, the Saints are now 4-4, four four, uh, tied for the lead with Atlanta in the NFC South. Of course, uh, uh, Tampa Bay at 3-4. and four. They had a bye uh, one week, a couple weeks ago. And, uh, of course, Carolina went in their first game this past weekend, uh, I believe 15-13. to 13. They're 1-6. Uh, anybody's opportunity to grab that uh, NFC South division right now in that regard. Uh, of course, uh, Sunday, 
at noon, the Saints uh, will have their listed their injury report for the game against the Bears this coming uh, uh, Sunday. Uh, they list uh, Ty Summers, a concussion hamstring. He didn't practice yesterday along with wide receiver Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, an illness did not practice. Limited in practice uh, for the Saints were Michael Thomas, some rest, guard tackle Andres Pete with an ankle, uh, Tyson Hill, the quarterback, of course, with a hip, uh, Jimmy Graham with rest, uh, limited practice, Ryan Ramchak also with rest, limited practice, guard tackle James Hurst, an ankle, limited practice, linebacker Demario Davis, knee, limited practice, and safety Marcus May, illness, uh, full practice, though, he went through. Meanwhile, the Bears uh, uh, showed up, uh, Nate Davis, uh, uh, these are players that did not practice for them. Of course, Nate Davis, a guard, quarterback Justin Fields, right thumb, they say, cornerback Terrell Smith, illness, along with safety, uh, Wa- Joaquin uh, Brisker, concussion, uh, linebacker Tremaine Edwards, knee. Meanwhile, limited uh, practice was offensive lineman Braxton Jones uh, with a neck. Full practice was Lucas Patrick, a back, uh, safety Eddie Jackson, uh, a foot full practice. So uh, the walking wounded are coming to this game here uh, against the Saints and uh, we'll see what uh, transpires uh, in that uh, regard. Elsewhere, uh, a little news out of Baton Rouge. You know, basketball is getting ready to uh, crank it up, collegiate basketball. And, uh, of course, Jalen Cook, a fine uh, guard who started off at LSU and then transferred, got in the portal and transferred to Tulane and had two outstanding years with the Green Wave. Uh, He decided, uh, uh, from what I understand, he's been denied a waiver request uh, going – of course, he's enrolled at LSU. He was practicing with the team. And after months of waiting, the LSU basketball team finally learned the fate of the transfer guard Cook yesterday morning. The news wasn't good. Cook, who arrived on campus in time for the summer semester, had his request immediately uh, eligible as a two-time transfer denied by the NCAA. Athletic department officials already appealed uh, the decision in hopes of getting Cook, who has two seasons of eligibility remaining, back on the floor in a statement uh, by LSU and it's submitting its additional information. Uh, their statement read, we believe strongly in the merit of Jalen's case for the immediate eligibility upon his return to LSU, and we will continue to fight for him, the statement read. Meanwhile, we appreciate the NCAA's emphasis on student-athlete wellness and mental health, and we uh, thank them for their diligence and continued consideration of Jalen's case. Of course, the six-foot, 190-pound cook, a former Walker High School star, was the state's Mr. Basketball, the Gatorade Player of the Year in 2019, played the past two seasons at Tulane after starting his uh, career at LSU, two-time athletic conference uh, picket point guard. He averaged uh, right at about 19 points a game in the 50 games he played at Tulane, 4.2 assists, 1.7 steals, shot 44.2% from the field, including 37% from beyond the arc. And if the school's appeal is denied, McMahon uh, uh, will be uh, losing a a dynamic player for LSU. Uh, He was one of the top five in the country rating assists uh, last year, along with his uh, only 75 turnovers. And in two seasons, he handed out 200. 12 assists at two lanes, committed only 124 turnovers, playing almost 35 minutes a game. So an interesting situation uh, in that, uh, so we'll see how it's handled. Uh, the rumors I'm getting, uh, and I can't um, allege, was that uh, 
his reasoning for transferring to LSU was the NIL money being a lot more prosperous for him. And if he turned that into the NCAA, instead of giving a, maybe a distinct saying, oh, I just wanted to go back home and play in front of my family and all. I don't know how far Walker is from New Orleans, probably about 80 miles, if I had to guess, uh, through an interstate. But uh, in the meantime, that's the rumor I'm hearing, and that's what uh, NC2A turned him down on. He went back to LSU for a little more extra punch and NIL money. I can't prove that. That's just the rumor that's out there, and don't know if he put that on his transfer papers or not. But uh, right now, he's in a whole heck of a bit of a problem right now. with well, the Had he done it in a certain time frame, there would have been no question right that's right yeah. but you know waited to the summer months when he finally uh put his name into the portal and a fine athlete too uh he was also a tremendous football player at walker as a wide receiver too so uh anyway we'll see what uh takes place with uh mr uh, uh he just he's cook is just in a bind jalen cook uh uh, might have anywhere to play uh, this year. Uh, could he go to a junior college and come back to LSU? I don't know. Uh, or will LSU appeal it and maybe find out who was it? Wasn't, didn't North Carolina appeal for a player, and they finally, after six weeks of the season being over, they finally got him uh, uh, released, and he could play with North Carolina and Mac Brown in football, I believe a wide receiver. Don't know what the case is going to come out here. Of course, LSU hits the floor for their first game, I believe, next week in uh, collegiate basketball. Anyway, uh, time to take our next break. Of course, we have one more coach to come online about uh, about 8.05 or so. Uh, anyway, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, November the 2nd. We'll be back with uh, Coach uh, along with uh, Today in Sports History right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Spanish Lake Casino is inviting you to check out their latest machines, new games, and higher-paying jackpots. That's right, one hand on the new Gambler's Edge machine could win you $1,000. At Spanish Lake Casino, you can play with pennies, nickels, or quarters, and there's always the old faithful Bayou Poker and Cajun Fever. And check out their latest machine with multiple games, Service of the Force. And they've got a state-of-the-art air filtration system to make your visit even better. Spanish Lake Casino, just five minutes outside of New Iberia on Highway 182 and Lady of the Lake Road. Come get lucky at the lake. Here's a word from Pastor Rick Warren. 
You can go 40 days without food. You can go about eight days without water. You can go, uh, I don't know, I think about three minutes without air at the maximum. But you can't go one second without hope. You cannot live without hope. Get hope every day from Rick Warren at dailyhoperadio.com. That's dailyhoperadio.com. Attention high school sports fans, are you an armchair official? You know, the parent or fan who constantly yells at the referees and loves to let everyone know just how bad you think they are. Well, if you think you could do better, then get in the game and prove it. It's time for you to suit up and make the calls where they actually count. Every sport in Louisiana needs more officials. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, November the 2nd. And on the line with us is head football coach of the Acadiana Christian Lions. And uh, Coach uh, uh, Coach Carroll, uh, welcome to the show as always. And, uh, of course, uh, no joy in Mudville uh, after Saturday. How you doing? How you doing this morning, man? You guys doing good? Uh, we're, we're here, Coach, and uh, why don't you uh, give our listeners a little update uh what took place up in Tioga over the weekend, uh, last weekend, with uh, your big game. Oh, man, it was a, it was looking to, um, amazing. Um, it was electric. Uh, we enjoyed every moment of it um, as, as, a, as a team. Uh, we grew a lot. Uh, we learned a lot. Um, didn't end up with the W, but overall for our program, it was a huge win. You know, uh, if you could talk a little bit about how the game progressed. Um, you, you guys had shut out, I think, seven or eight straight opponents and uh, shut out yourself. Um, had trouble getting the offense going? Yeah. Um, got out, you know, from the, from the tip-off, they, 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 won, they won the coin toss. Uh, they deferred, came out with an onside kick. We had some adjustments that we had to make uh, due to injury on our um uh, Front line, uh, and it just kind of exploded early. They got the um, onside, opening onside kick, but we did well. Um, first drive, we stopped them. Um, big, big fourth down stop. Um, got them to punt, which was which was huge. Um, but couldn't couldn't convert. Right, um, our goal was to, as a team, try our best to hold them to about a touchdown a quarter. We knew stopping them, you know would have been a tall task, but we thought if we could have kept it close, if we could have scored offensively and held them to a touchdown a quarter, we had a chance. Late with the ball in our hands, we liked our chances to win, but unfortunately we couldn't really get anything going offensively. We were a lot more balanced in uh, losing our uh, junior uh, sophomore running back, Malachi, who also sets the edge for us um, in a power run game. Losing him um, kind of limited us, so we kind of had to aerate it a bit, and, and it just didn't work out our way. Uh, missed a few balls, um, you know, that that, that kind of stymied us offensively. And then um, I felt we did well in the first half. Uh, we, we went down, uh, went into halftime 22 zip, but that was a little bit on us. We had, uh, going into the second half, we should have punted. Um, and we didn't. We was just we just knew we felt like it was a touchdown away, and uh, on a, on a, on a third and on a fourth and two, when we should have punted it, we didn't. So that that hurt us. Um, all in all, gotcha. 
Well, again, uh, great strides throughout, and uh, you know we uh, do enough uh, high school sports where the team we're covering doesn't always win their last game, but it doesn't discount what a great season it was. Oh, definitely. Uh, we can't we can't let one loss define our season. Uh, making it to the final game of the season in the postseason, making it to the championship is a feat all in its own. And, and like I told my guys, same thing as I told Mr. Matt Luvia, telling this to my uh, coaches on the sideline and our players. Hey, look, championship programs are built on losses like this too. Uh, we, we have to understand that everything that encompasses in building of a program matters. And to get to that level and understand that, hey, we were good, right? We were, we were, we were a pretty good team, but we wasn't championship caliber yet playing the defending state champion. Um, who just um, not only had the bodies, had the depth, but also they've been there before, right? It's, it's one thing to be there. I think for our guys, a lot of them was enjoying the moment, you know, um, and, and kind of, kind of had a start slope, right? So just being there, so I know, I know, I have no doubt in my mind that the next time we're there, we'll be a little bit more ready. There you go. Of course, uh, your senior class, um, and I would imagine a lot of these guys. Uh, play other sports. In fact, I was going to ask you about that, other athletic opportunities at Acadiana Christian. Yeah, uh, we have uh, baseball, basketball. We're going right into basketball. We started basketball Monday. Uh, we have basketball, baseball, track and field um, that we do. Uh, we even had a little volleyball this year uh, that we did. So we got a, we got a multitude of sports here. We got some other things that we're thinking about trying to bring on. We're always trying to do something next to we have uh, soccer. Um, so we have a bunch of different things here at our school, and uh, we're building that building that culture. And I mean, for the seniors, it's excited for those guys. I mean, we had um, seven All State awards given out. Um, Everett Higgins was All State O lineman. Jude Wilder was honored with All State defensive lineman. Noah Land Close was All State wide receiver. Uh, Western Landry was um, All-State defensive back. Um, Ty was All-State quarterback and All-State lineman and was All-State MVP for the second year in a row um, in the fire school. Uh, we hadn't had an MVP from our school yet. And to, and to do it back-to-back years was, was amazing. So, I mean, we had a great a great season um, all in all. And there's some guys that didn't make All-State that had some phenomenal years, Brandon Judith was a catalyst for our team all year long. Caleb Boussard was another catalyst for our team all year long. We played superb. We just didn't win the big game. But nine two seasons, you can't frown on that. No doubt. Uh, the other sports, do you compete against the same teams, or are they different uh, uh, sort of leagues? No, we, uh, we compete against some of the same teams. Like our basketball league, we have 20-plus teams um, in our basketball league. We have like four different divisions. Uh, we play in the Southwest Division, I want to say, um, which we will play JPG again. Um, we have like Emmanuel Christian. We have First Baptist. Um, we have uh, CHSAA. Um, but throughout our throughout our D uh, one Division one, we play the Division one. We have a Division one and Division two. We play in Division one, but we have teams like Chef. Um, it's a really really good team. Uh, it's loaded. Swallow, um, Word of God, who's coached by Stromar Swift, uh, was a great athlete at LSU. So, 
Um, it, it's it's a deep basketball league, um, and track and field is the same because we have schools that represent all over the state, but not all of them are in football. Some just do track, some do track and um, baseball. And, you know, we're one of the schools that do a multitude of sports in our league. Looking forward, what are some of the long-term goals of Katiana Christian as far as uh, either expanding or continuing on with uh, athletic programs there? Um, I think, uh, you know, we have a um, athletic director who, who knows how to build programs, Miss uh, um, Brissette Boudreau. Um, this, this is what she does. Um, she was um, very successful at Highland Baptist with um, girls volleyball and track. And um, she helped a lot with all other sports, too, as an athletic director at one point in time there, too. So being here, she knows um, what it takes to build a program. Um, super excited um, to be under her administration. And we're always thinking and tinkering. We have our elementary basketball that's, that's um, starting up this year, along with our middle school basketball that we didn't have in a couple of years, trying to go to middle school girls program, too. So, um, the plan is to continue to build and, and become a stronger program um, and, and, and get our numbers up as much as possible um, through athletics. All right. Well, Coach, uh, it's been a pleasure on these Thursday mornings, past couple of seasons. We look forward to teeing it again uh, next uh, August. And, again, I, I guess that is still the plan to start your season a few weeks ahead of the LHSAA. Yeah, uh, we're actually kind of working on that, man. We, we, we had our little uh, meeting, our all-state meeting. We're trying to actually back it up a little bit and get started a little bit later um, instead of starting like right away in August. So I'll keep you updated on that. Um, as of now, we'll be starting at our regular time, but we're hoping to, to back that up a couple of weeks and get started a little bit later. Fair enough. Well, again, Coach, appreciate your having joined us uh, this season. We'll look forward to the next one. But as you mentioned, stay in touch and keep us up to date. Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. All right. Good luck. Appreciate it, Coach. All right, Coach. Anyway, Jeff, something we have completely omitted uh, in the first few segments was the passing of Bobby Knight. Yeah. Who passed away uh, uh, yesterday sometime. And uh, when you talk about stern individuals, but I tell you what, some of his teams were so disciplined in their play. And I remember. Disciplined or else. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Tell you what, he, uh, I can remember sitting, I had a buddy of mine who was doing all the photography for uh, 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 one of the uh, regionals, I think it was played at the P, not was played at the PMAC uh, in Baton Rouge, and we were sitting under the goal uh, as he was taking uh, photographs for Sports Illustrated and watching Kent Benson and Leon Douglas from Alabama go at it under the goal was something to behold. It was like a boxing match. I mean, the physicality of these two big men back in '76. Of course, Indiana goes on to win the national championship. Yeah, that was the 75-76. And that was the last undefeated collegiate team to go through. uh, I know one of my teachers was a big Indiana fan, and I just remember being force-fed Indiana Hoosier (laughs) basketball that year. Anyway, I can remember, and Bobby Knight, uh, uh, matter of fact, we were lucky that evening uh, they were playing uh, Alabama, Indiana was in that uh, regional and Bear Bryant was at the game. Of course, he, I think he was the athletic director at Alabama. And we got to take our picture with him. But lo and behold, I, I, I looked for that picture. I don't know where I placed it, but we had a picture of Bear Bryant 
along with myself and some of my fraternity brothers with uh, Bear Bryant, who was a Sigma Nu. And uh, can't find that picture anyway. But Bobby Knight, what more can you say? Uh, discipline after he got into some controversial uh, uh, guest speaking uh, about things. Uh, he was let go by the University of Indiana when he uh, choked a Louisiana kid, Neil Reed, who was from uh, East Jefferson, a, a tremendous basketball player here in the state of Louisiana, whose father transferred from Indiana to Louisiana to play uh, not sorry basketball, but his uh, job maintained. And uh, Neil ended up committing uh, to Indiana, played two or three years up there. And uh, well, Knight was guilty of uh, supposedly choking Neil Reed. And Neil Reed transferred out and filed suit, and uh, Indiana let Bob Knight go. And uh, I want to say he ended up at Texas Tech and did a great job at Texas Tech, put them back on the map in basketball. And, of course, Bobby Knight did uh, one, maybe two years of uh, analysts uh, on uh, one of the uh, large networks with uh, college basketball. And uh, and I can tell you a quick story about Bobby Knight. Tulane was playing up in Indiana one year in Bloomington, and – were uh, getting, uh, um, not beat soundly, but losing 10, 12 points, made a comeback against Indiana. And one of the stars at Tulane, Kim Lewis, who was a part of the posse, went up for a dunk and came down awkwardly and broke his leg. Mm. And after the game, uh, uh, his knee cap, I think, uh, was damaged pretty severely. And Bobby Knight went up to a friend of mine that was on uh, uh, associated with the team, and he said, y'all haven't brought this kid yet to the hospital? Here, take my car. It's out there. Just hit the the button. Take this kid to the hospital and get him uh, taken care of. Uh, true story. Mm. As Bobby Knight, uh, you know, you need to take that kid to the hospital. Here's my personal car. Go take him to the hospital and take care of him. Uh, just a story with Bobby Knight I can relate to. Uh, just a heck of a coach and, of course, controversial oh, yeah. <laughs> with a lot of things he said. Uh, meanwhile, today in sports history, uh, back in 1913, St. Louis Browns manager, player manager, George Stovall, fired for the previous summer as the first major league player to jump to the Federal League. Of course, the Federal League was organized around 1913, only lasted about three years. A lot of players did hop to that league. Back in 1934, all-star team led by Connie Mack and Babe Ruth, Jimmy Fox, Lou Gehring, they went to play an 18-game tour in Japan uh, to have Japanese uh, acknowledge uh, American baseball. Also in 1938, uh, first baseman Jimmy Fox, voted the most valuable player in the American League for the third time. 47, the Ryder Cup uh, golf. Uh, U.S. wins the first post-World uh, War II event, 11-1. Ben Hogan, the captain uh, with that. Also in 58 on this date, 1958, the Rams beat the Bears 41-35 before 90,000 fans at the L.A. Coliseum. Might be still the NFL single-game attendance record. Elsewhere on this date in 1960, Roger Maris beats Teammate Mickey Mantle for the AL MVP award, 225 to 222, second closest vote ever. I can't see anything any closer than that. Meanwhile, in this date in 64, the downside of the Yankees, CBS buys 80% of the New York Yankees baseball club for $11.2 million. They later purchase uh, the team outright. Also in this date in 41, Detroit White Wing Gordie Howe picks up his 19th and final hat trick as the Red Wings beat the Penguins 4-3. Howe, the oldest player to score on an NHL hat trick. Also in this date, remember this game well, Billy Kilmer of the Saints and Charlie Johnson of the Cardinals 
each throw six touch, touchdown passes for an NFL record 12 in one game as the Saints beat the Cardinals up at Bush Stadium 51-42. to Also in this date, retired boxer Jersey Joe Walcott KOs William Strang in an election for sheriff in Camden County, New Jersey. He's the first African-American to be elected to that position in that county. Also on this date in 1972, Steve Carlton unanimously selected as the National League Cy Young Award winner. He won 27 games for the Phillies, who only won 59 games that year. Elsewhere on this date, the Atlanta Braves trade uh, Hank Aaron to Milwaukee for outfielder Dave May. Also on this date in 1991, Nevada makes the biggest comeback in NCAA football history, uh, overcoming a 35-point third-quarter deficit to beat Weber State 55-49. Also on this date, the NFL announces expansion of Carolina would play in the NFC West. Jacksonville assigned to the AFC Central. Also on this date, the Cubs beat the Cleveland Indians 8-7 in Game 7 at Progressive Field. First title for the Cubs in 108 years. You mentioned that a little bit earlier. Ben Zobrist, uh, the MVP of that series. Also in uh, 21, a World Series, the Braves win their fourth title, beat the Astros 7-0 in Game 6 at Minute Maid for a 4-2 victory. George Solar is the MVP. Also in this date last year. And now he's being sued. That's right. (laughs) He tosses a ball into the stands and some fan uh, not paying attention. I have no idea. I'm sure he couldn't have tossed it that hard. Yeah. And yet a fan is now suing him and the Braves. Yeah, get plunked. Also in this date last year at this time, Christian uh, Javier, uh, three relievers combined for a no-hitter and a 5 nothing win over the Phillies to tie the series at two apiece at Citizens Bank. The only ser- the series no-hitter, of course, Don Lawson's perfect game. Birthdays today, Johnny Vandermeer. While well, I mentioned Johnny Vandermeer, the only pitcher in Major League history to throw back-to-back no-hitters with the Reds back in the day. He was born uh, on this day in 1914, uh, passed away in 1997. Also, one of the only linemen and ever to win the uh, Heisman, Leon Hart, uh, born on this day. Uh, Heisman won in 49 at Notre Dame, born in Pittsburgh, uh, PA. Uh, meanwhile, uh, 1958, Willie McGee, one of the Cardinals speed burners, MVP of the NL in 85, uh, of the Cardinals, born in San Francisco, played for the Giants for a couple of years and came back with the Cardinals, still a coach with the Cardinals. Also passing away on this date, uh, back in 1996, I say Tony Stone, and people are going to go, who in the heck is Tony Stone? Well, she was a second baseman and the first woman to play in the Negro Leagues uh, back in the day. She passed away in 1996 at 75 years of age. And also passing away on this date, Tom Matt uh, in 2021, running back for the Colts, Super Bowl champion. And he literally quarterbacked the Colts. And uh, he was quarterback at Ohio State, but was made a running back with the Colts. And uh, when Johnny Unanis and Gary Quasso went down, they put in Tom Matty as a quarterback. Basically, they were kind of one of the first NFL teams to run a full house backfield back in the day uh, for that. Anyway, go back to quote of the day to Joe Madden. Uh, 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 Jeff, of course, the game one of the 2016 World Series, he was asking uh, or being asked, the challenge is so outstanding, how could you not want to be in this city? Talking about uh, Joe Madden uh, calling uh, games or calling that managing the Cubs to their first World Series in 108 years. And right now, Joe Madden's out of baseball. Yeah, you know, I was hoping he could help the Angels turn things around. I was sorry to see him go, but uh, again, uh, you know, uh, just a great guy. Uh, I was so excited to get him. And 
really the mantra of that season, uh, to quote Joe Madden, try not to suck today. That's right. You know That's that? right. Your T-shirts printed exactly. all over. Exactly. Just a, a simple mantra, try not to suck today. That's all. That's all we and we he, ask of you. And he was with uh, Tampa Bay for a few years, yeah, too, before then. Got him to a series. That's right. That is in correct. 2008, lost to the Phillies. Uh, one of the couple I remember being in uh, Key West for, and there was some excitement about Tampa yep. uh, down there. Anyway, as always, want to thank our guests today. Earlier, Josh Learman, Nish head football coach. And again, they play tonight at Lafayette Christian Academy against Lafayette High School. But again, uh, appreciate him joining us. Carol Olivier with Acadiana Christian School. And we thank our sponsors, including Jacob Landry, now State Representative-elect out of District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, Canro Golf and Turf Club, and the Schwing Insurance Agency.